News being made about coronavirus coming out of China. The latest reports have 17 dead and hundreds of people infected. It is China, so who knows what the actual numbers are. Airports have been screening, looking for temperature variations in passengers, and one person is confirmed to have it in Washington State. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. But they're common. I mean, common, it, it you know, could just normally causes uh, upper respiratory tract uh, type in infections. They do exist. So why is this new? Uh, Dr. Andrew Mescar joins us right now. He is the Walther Professor of Cancer Structural Biography, Biology and Biochemistry uh, in the Department of Chemistry with Purdue University. His uh, bachelor's in chemistry from Purdue, his PhD uh, at Notre Dame, and his postdoctorate work at University of California, Berkeley. Uh, glad to have you on the show. So let's start with the basics. What is coronavirus and why all of a sudden is it a problem? So, you know, coronaviruses, uh, it's a general term for viruses that have this uh, crown-like shape. So if you look at a electron micrograph, you'll see this crown, and right away, you know, you can identify it as a coronavirus. The question comes is then what type of coronavirus it is and what type of uh, animal or human does it infect? All right. So coronaviruses have been around us for hundreds of years. Uh, we identified the first human coronaviruses back in the 60s. Uh, and these, like you said, cause, you know, typical upper respiratory tract infections, um, you know, heart, difficult to breathe, fever, but, you know, they go away. We have an immunity that actually gets rid of them. Uh, but, you know, what's emerged over the last two decades are these extremely um, infectious and lethal coronaviruses uh, that we've been able to identify. So the one back in 2002 and three, you know, the SARS virus, uh, then the one in 2013, 14, uh, the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome virus. And now we have the emergence of this, another SARS-like virus, which is really closely related to the original SARS back in 2002 and three. So we're now able to identify these more rapidly. And we're seeing the effect of the emergence of these um, coronaviruses uh, in the general population. So let's talk about, because these are human-to-human transmittable. We have heard stories that antibiotics don't necessarily work on these types uh, of viruses. So if a virus like this presents and it has a mutation that, as you discussed, resembles SARS, when we talk about symptoms and we talk about problems in terms of spread, what is it that we possibly see or we are seeing? So the the... You know, the genome of this recent one is, like I said, it's closely related to the original SARS, but it's not identical. All right. What we don't know um, is how the, you know, the one from Wuhan here is going to spread over time. You know, is it identical to what we saw in for the original SARS virus? Because it is so closely related on the genetic level. Uh, You know, that one was, uh, you know, over 8000 patients infected on a 10% case fatality rate. Uh, so, you know, it, hopefully that would be the worst case scenario, right? I hope it's better than that. Uh, we just don't know. But, you know, daily now we're getting reports of more deaths. We're getting uh, uh, reports of more patients uh, infected. And these are healthy patients, right? The original SARS virus in 2002-03 was with healthy patients. They're healthy people. Same one that we're seeing now. The Middle East Respiratory Syndrome virus a few years ago, that one is genetically 
more different than SARS, and it really has caused death only in uh, immune-compromised uh, individuals. So we're at a state here that we're, you know, we're waiting to look at what's, you know, what's emerging uh, daily. I mean, this is an hourly update as to what's going on uh, in various regions of the world right now. Talking to Dr. Andrew Messicar, Purdue Science Department of Chemistry. Talk to me about whether or not, because very often when it's media, you get into the world of fear-mongering. I don't want to do fear-mongering. Right. I want to understand. Is this something that people like yourself, who you know are smart, are worried about? And is this something that people like myself, who know, you know, are radio hosts, should be worried about? Right. So... First off, I, I slept well last night, just to let you know. And, and, and I'll worried. tell you that primarily because we know so much more uh, since 2002 and three about the spread of these viruses and about how we need to take immediate actions, for instance, to screen at our airports. You know, thermal scanners uh, are identifying individuals that um, have fevers, right? Once those individuals are um, identified, if they've been traveling to, for instance, you know, China and the Wuhan uh, uh, area, then, you know, that's the type that, you know, we need to get them into quarantine uh, and treat them as best we can and, and monitor and keep them from infecting other individuals. So it's those types of preventative efforts that need to be uh, done immediately. And that's what was done back. Uh, it took a little longer uh, with the original SARS because that was the first uh, indication of, of an of a extremely dangerous uh, coronavirus. Uh, so the response uh, for this one has been much faster. Uh, and I think, and, and that's globally, not only with uh, trying to do preventative uh, spread, but also the science behind uh, understanding what this virus is doing. And that's something that, you know, we've responded to uh, immediately, um, immediately, over a week ago. Doctor, I appreciate you taking the time. We're going to we're going to have you back as this thing uh, continues to do what it does. Of course, you if you read anything in the press, you'll be hearing pandemic. You'll be hearing a host of other things. You slept fine, which makes me at least say we should be aware, but we shouldn't be panicked. These are the things that matter. We're going to have you back. We're going to do this again. Dr. Andrew Messicar, Walter Professor of Cancer Structural Biology and Biochemistry uh, at Purdue, the Department of Chemistry. Thank you so very much. In so many of these cases... We find ourselves falling victim to what a narrative wants to tell us. We take a look at the numbers. China virus toll rises to 17 as officials tackle growing epidemic. Okay. What does it mean for you, me, and we? We should also note that the city of Wuhan is the capital of Hubei province in China, which is more to the center east of the country. Still plenty enough away from Shanghai and Hong Kong and Macau to get the government in Beijing not to worry at all. They start seeing the cases appear on the coast. You'll see China take a more aggressive stance. I'm Tony Katz.